three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. From the studios of WORQ in Wisconsin, this is the Stand Up For The Truth podcast. Today's issues, overlooked headlines, and biblical observations, equipping the remnant around the globe. Got your sword handy? This is Stand Up For The Truth. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in, for praying for us. Thank you for sharing the podcast on social media. It's because of you that we're growing, and we just need to find someone in Rhode Island, Mayor. <laughs> Still? we got every other state. We need to get Rhode Island. <laughs> What's up with that? Anyway, someone knows a Christian in Rhode Island that may be listening. Anyway, uh, we have fun with that. Boy, did we have fun. We were down to like, Jeff, we were down to like 10 states. I'm, gonna, I'm talking to our guest before introducing him. Professional. We're professionals here. Anyway, our guest today, Jeff Wagner, host of the Patriot Review podcast on frankspeech.com. He's a proud Midwestern dad, Christian, constitutional conservative American. You can check out new episodes of his podcast. We'll talk a little bit about that. But they're streamed live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central, CloudHub, Rumble. You can hear recent episodes at redbloodpatriots.com. We'll mention that website throughout the podcast. He also produces documentaries, and we'll be talking about the brand new release that we were fortunate to go see Sunday called Breaking the Oath. Jeff Wagner, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be here. I appreciate this opportunity. Man, I was blown away. First, I wasn't surprised at the quality of, you know, the documentary, but, you know, you never know what to expect when you have, you know, people that aren't with the big-name studios or whatever or not big-funded organizations. And it, it was phenomenal. Um, the pod, the uh, documentary, again, Breaking the Oath, and we're going to read a description of it in a minute. But um, first of all, you must be kind of relieved, not only that you finally got it done after that little hitch and you had to go and take someone out, edit someone out, put someone back in. We'll get that story later. But then... The online streaming live Monday. Tell us about that, and then I want to get Mary's take on it. Yeah, so so we had the Sunday event, which really went very very well. Then Monday, we had a, a, a viewing and a question and answer session after the viewing, and um, we had all the cast members present on that Q and A. And during the the morning of during Monday morning, I had um, you know hundred to two hundred people that had RSVP'd. Then I had to boost up the subscription. Then I had, the next thing I knew, I had 600. So I had to go back and, and I actually had to call uh, the company, you know, the uh, WebEx company and talk to them about, you know, this is where, this is my situation. And they said, well, you got to cancel your account. Then, then you come back in and you set up a new account. You go to the webinar. So I spent an hour and a half on the phone, you know, wow. with them doing that and getting that all set. So it was all great though. And we had a, we had a, a really, really good group of people. They had they had a lot of questions at the end, and um, we had you know a few few technical issues getting up and going. But once we were once we were there, it was it was a really cool event. And there's a lot of people out there just you know, very concerned about what they see going on in America and actually around the world when it comes to the whole COVID situation. Mm. So we're going to talk about the Patriot Review, your podcast, in just a minute and how people can listen and uh, 
I want to get Mary's take on the Breaking the Oath documentary because you watched it. You didn't see the premiere in this in the theater, but you watched it and it blew you away. Tell us what your initial thoughts were. Well, yes, and I didn't know what to expect because I, I just met you today, and so I went into it as thinking, well, I could be someone in any state in the country. What what am I going to learn here? What how will I relate to this? And hour and forty one minutes, I thought I I don't know what to expect. It was really well done. Uh, learning about Grace Shera, if people don't know her story, mm-hmm. you will get that story concisely. And then you go on and talk about eugenics and so many other things that, that tie into this. And, and congratulations. It is very well done. I highly recommend. Highly recommend. So well, thank you. Other than uh, the website over at Breaking the Oath, um, it's, it's AmericaFirstProductions.com slash breaking the oath America one S T productions dot com. Where else can people watch? I know Rumble, right? Yeah, right now it's on Rumble, uh, CloudHub and BitChute. Okay. Uh so you can check it out there and the uh <laughs> the interesting thing about it is the comments that you get, you know, especially on Rumble. I've I've had some some <laughs> some comments come up. But but what's different about me is that as we'll discover here when you're getting to know me I am very straightforward. I do this for one reason. It's not to profit. It's not about money for me. It's about the mission. Truth. And so people get kind of surprised when I answer them directly and in a straightforward manner. Yeah. But um, well, we appreciate that great. here. It's, great. it's going great. Yeah. yeah. So the name gives that away. Yeah. Before we get back to breaking the oath and um, our brother, Scott Shera, and his story and Vera Sharav, we had both Scott and Vera on the podcast once and that was just so powerful. What a tag team. But anyway, the Patriot Review, right? That's your podcast. Um, tell us about some of the topics you tackle and where can people listen. So the Patriot Review, I started that after January sixth. That's what motivated me to do it. Mm-hmm. I had done a, a podcast during the Obama administration for a little while, but I uh, wasn't real serious about it. And I was still in corporate America at that point and what happened to me in 2019, I got diagnosed with a disability, and I have uh, incurable things. So I just treat the symptoms, and it's a chronic pain condition. And mm. so really, you know, it was it was an opportunity for me to do what I was really passionate about and not what I really wanted to do to keep up with the Joneses and, mm. and provide and worry about, you know, just increasing my, my wealth, which is what a lot of the a lot of us get caught into that mm-hmm. trap. And so the Patriot Review, I started because I'm, I'm passionate about the American dream. I'm passionate about what America stands for. So I, I cover a lot of different issues from the January 6th incident all the way to the election issues, to the World Health Organization, to the World Economic Forum. And then I have other things like, uh, you know, sex trafficking and, and mm. those issues as well. So kind of the, um, kind of, I think the, the constitutional viewpoint of what's going on in our country and, and people are standing around scratching their heads and just looking and say wait a minute this is not america right you know, this is this is wrong and uh so i focus on those issues and i bring in some great guests and uh anybody i tell everybody that uh you know i i, I was deciding what to do because my one of my brothers is big into genealogy and and um, I was thinking about my legacy at 55, like the midlife crisis guy is supposed to do. <laughs> and uh, and I was thinking, you know, he's into genealogy, and I, I just kept going down that path and thinking about that. So three generations, and you're not really remembered anymore, hmm. right? I mean, so what's your legacy? The best legacy I could think to leave 
is the legacy of freedom for future generations. So wow. that's, that's what pushed me mm. to do this. And, um, you know, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the cause. And, um, I've been doing it three years now. Awesome. Some of the episode titles, Wisdom for These Times, WWRD, What Would Reagan Do? Uh, Genocide for Profit, Their Lying Ways, uh, Financial Tyranny in the New World Order, uh, American Moms, just some great topics. So redbloodedpatriots.com. Is there another outlet where people can go listen or watch? So. I, I am um, one of the original shows for frankspeech.com with Mike Lindell, and um, that was a huge honor. And, and I got to meet Mike down in Missouri. And um, to answer your question, there are, yeah, the straight, common streaming uh, sites that are friendly to conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm uh, not on Facebook, permanently banned from YouTube. Uh, it's a badge of which, honor. Which I wear as a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's available on all the typical typical platforms that are good for conservative viewpoints. Okay. Uh, Mary and I would like to jump into breaking the oath, and I'm just going to read what uh, some of the description here. America First Productions and Jeff Wagner of the Patriot Review bring, bring you this groundbreaking documentary to expose the truth many can't bring themselves to believe or accept. COVID was intentionally developed, released, and spread to reduce the Earth's population. What's more, what's more, the treatment protocols and the vaccine are the tools of this satanic evil resulting in the deaths of millions. The UN and the World Economic Forum have openly plotted and initiated this demonic medical tyranny as part of a detailed and deliberate plan to destroy Western civilization. Like Adolf Hitler announcing his insane intentions in his book, Mein Kampf, these evil and demonic madmen have put their plan in writing. Yet, the majority of people ridicule those who have educated themselves and know the truth. COVID and future pandemics are just one of many tools in the globalist cabal's arsenal to force those of us who survive into slavery under a new world order. Breaking the oath centers around Grace Shera, a vibrant, happy 19-year-old who was needlessly murdered on October 13, 2021 by COVID treatment protocols that were created to kill. Millions have been murdered in the name of COVID as part of this demonic plan. The heartbreaking story of the Shara family and those this film is dedicated to provides a stark warning to all. There is profound evil in the world the likes of which we haven't seen for nearly 100 years. History is shaking us awake, urging us to remember times in which civilization was brought to the brink of collapse. Breaking the oath draws parallels to our past, showing the shocking similarities all around us. We need only to open our eyes. Now we are the generation being called upon to once again sacrifice for the future freedom of humanity. It is the legacy of greatest importance. Humanity has never faced a more serious threat. What path will you choose? And again, that's the description for Breaking the Oath over at Rumble. You can also see it at AmericaFirstProductions.com. I want to just go to Mary before we get back to Jeff Wagner, the producer. That pretty strong, hard-hitting description, but those of us who have been paying attention, talking about this, writing about this, trying to <laughs> put up the warning flag, um, Thank you, Jeff. What do you think, Mayor? 
my first thought as I just was beginning to get into it, it's called breaking the oath, the Hippocratic oath, do no harm, correct? Yeah. correct? And I'm thinking, you know, that oath is a matter of conscience. That was developed for conscience sake so that medical personnel would not um, violate that in how they treat fellow humans. Well, what talk about the conscience here. It's, it's all about subjugating the conscience. I mean, the fact that these people are deferring, that these are supposedly health experts. They're deferring uh, to administrators now, running hospitals, making decisions. They are, they're subjugating their conscience after all this time to someone else. How, how does this happen? How, why is it so easy for these healthcare workers to ignore that God-given conscience on how they're treating patients and toe the line? Are they just presuming administrators will have their back and, and that they're just doing what they're told, therefore it's okay? What, whatever happened to the conscience of these medical personnel? Well, I think the the original doctor who was going to be in this documentary and got attacked and his license got attacked and he so he had to back out of it. He he would have described it this way. He said that Americans have a, a normalcy bias where we grow up and we we hear great things about America. We believe what America is supposed to be and and sometimes not what it is even though there's evidence right in front of our face as to what's going on. So I think the healthcare workers, you know, I can't speak for even the healthcare workers that worked with Grace. But what I can speak to is it doesn't pass the common sense, the smell test. If you look at the protocols and and uh, the whole story behind that, which I know you've had Scott on, he's talked a lot about, but if you look at the, the, the protocols, it, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you withhold, for example, you know, um, Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Ivermectin. Ivermectin, Ivermectin, yeah. Ivermectin, a Nobel Prize winning medication that's been around for 65 years. That's on the National Institute of Health list for treatment for COVID. But wait a minute. Hollywood and the media called it horse pace. Uh, Right, right. Well, there is a, there is a uh, animal version and there is, Mm -hmm. there is a human version. Oh, they didn't mention that. They didn't Mm -hmm. mention that part. But so to answer your question, I think that people don't expect that, that, um, there's this evil in the world. Mm. And I think that they think that, you know, we're going to give people the benefit of the doubt, and we're just going to assume that mm-hmm. they are—they believe what we believe. It's kind of like our education system, where when we look at our kids today and what they're what they're being, you know, taught in schools. Well, until I think a few years ago, parents weren't really awake as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we all just again had that normalcy bias and just assumed that they were getting the same education that we got, which. Mm-hmm. We know now they're not. Well, putting putting a DNR on Grace, for instance, or giving her this this cocktail when clearly the warning label said this: you don't combine these. This can cause death and all that. And I think the normal average person who goes to work in the healthcare industry do they do they consciously say I'm going to do things like that? I mean, that just I can't wrap my head around. That. I don't. I I believe they're following what they're told, and they don't want to lose their job. Yeah. I, I, is it, it that, that simple? simple? Is there something yeah. else, Jeff? You know, I think it's that simple, at least for the beginning. And what what happens is the healthcare workers that are waking up, they have personal experiences. I think where they may be involved in these protocols, and then they they realize, well, wait a minute, this this is not doing anything for this person. And if in the film we have, you know, we have Grace's situation, and we also have uh, Stacy Ogrenzik and and her husband who was lost yeah. to the the COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. And there you have uh, in the documentary video of an exchange that she had in the hospital secretly recording it. And the amazing thing is that they also use peer pressure like like was done in Nazi Germany. So 
um, the medical professionals mm-hmm. will badger other medical profess- professionals to follow the protocols, and the administrators in particular are saying this is the way it has to be. But, um, you know, so I, I, I can't assign, I can't know what's in people's hearts. Mm-hmm. But what I can mm-hmm. say is that um, there's a lot of pressure, and unless they put the pieces together to say, well, this is killing people, um, I think they're just kind of in denial. They mm. just don't want to okay. see it. They don't want to see so. the evil. Mm. Unlike, say her last name, the nurse, Aaron Olszewski. Okay, so Aaron, that was an eye-opening testimony of a nurse from Florida to New York, New York City. Our listeners that have been on the podcast for a while know Vera Sharav and her story, which I want to get to because it's an important parallel to draw between Nazi Germany and what's happening now in America and worldwide. But tell us about the nurse, uh, Erin, who worked in the industry and observed all this and woke up and said, I can't in good conscience follow this. So share what she had to uh, go through. Well, as you said, she's originally in Florida and working in a hospital in Florida. And um, she decided that when COVID hit, that she would sign up to be a travel nurse and go to New York City. And she went to Elmhurst Hospital, which was the epicenter of the epicenter, which is how she describes it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she goes and she finds out. There's a lot that's not in the video. So if if you if you go and you look at the the other offering on there is the uh, the director's edition, which has extended interviews, and those she talks about. Wow. She talks about you know getting there and when she was there, the turnover, the death rate was a hundred percent. And meaning what? Meaning that. You know the the patients that she came there expecting to be able to treat, you know, died within the first week, and that it was a it was a hundred percent when I mean, COVID was, first when COVID first going. started. Yeah, and and she talks about you know filling up the the refrigerated trucks with bodies and not knowing where they're going and and we saw the video of that. Yeah, in New York, you know, not um, they're dumping not allowing, them, burying them. Yeah, not no allowing, autopsies. No autopsies, right? And um, so she talks about that, wow. and she also talks about the fear, the fear that was utilized to mm-hmm. drive the behavior, and also of the medical staff. So she talks about one of the truth bombs that she says in there is that, you know, here I am, I'm coming into patients' rooms. I've never seen anybody listen to their lungs. I've, you know, I, I walk in someone's room and they have you know, two, two to three weeks of excrement, you know, in their in their beds, and they're not. It was just disgusting what she talks about and. Um, you know, inhumane uh, treatment, and uh, she brings to attention a lot of a lot of things that I think people would be surprised about. For example, that Mary, you talk about the wage, right, and people wanting to make sure that that they get paid for that, but it's the amount of pay that's staggering. Mm. The nurse, mm. uh, you know, Aaron says she was making ten thousand dollars a week as long as wow, as long as they told uh, she told the line, they told her be- behave, don't push back. Anytime ever anybody rose issues, uh, brought up issues, they were basically fired and let go. So ten thousand wow. dollars a week for for RNs, fifty to seventy thousand for doctors a week. Now this this was a special. Uh, she was a COVID travel nurse, right? Right. It, not all nurses get paid that, I would guess. But this was. So where did that money come from? Was it at the hospital she worked at, or do you know? Well, I would imagine that this is all part of the COVID funding from the federal government. Right. Right. And so. They, the, Right. Yeah. So that's so, so that's where I think it came from. And she talks about, you know, the she talks about what you had said in the beginning with your question is, 
she looked around and she said, I can't live with this. Yeah. I cannot yeah. live with this. Yeah. What about Governor Andrew Cuomo? Did he have to answer for the thousands of deaths in nursing homes in New York City, similar to a couple other blue state governors, I think Washington, Oregon, uh, a couple other states. But what about Cuomo? He, he just he just moved on and said, all right, I did my job. I allowed people to be killed. Yeah, right. You or, you or I, if we post a, a meme that's, you know, a little bit nasty to Hillary Clinton. We go to jail for ten years, but Jeez. when you when you purposely murder fifteen thousand people and you you come out before you send them to the nursing home, you know you say this is this is going to kill them. This is you know fire through dry grass is what it's referred to. He said yes, and so he um, you know he was in the in the news for about a week, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know he. He's he moves on and and he doesn't get penalized and that's a problem you know I used to be like I said before we started I used to be more of a staunch Republican now I believe there's this, there's a uniparty and it's all about power and money for both sides of the aisle a lot of people I think there's some good ones there. some exceptions yes yeah you know so who let me ask you who who's held accountable in in those positions of power. Who, who has ever been held accountable? Well, I can't can think of a liberal Democrat that has been. I know they've tried to get a lot of Republicans. But, uh, again, um, this is a huge issue. If, if I remember right, 9-11, there were around 3,000 people in New York City that were killed. Um, we're talking about over what, ten or 15,000 in New York City in the nursing homes that Cuomo had re- direct responsibility. 15,000 in New York, roughly. So... You know, but extend that out, and this is why this is why I talk about you know this as being part of the the new global the globalist agenda, the one world government agenda, and and depopulation. Now, you know, Bill Gates has talked about dropping the population by fifteen percent or more. Uh, other people say drop it from eight billion to five hundred million. Right? That's what the Georgia Guidestones say, right? Right. That's yeah. right. Right. So, you know, it's um, it's part of a bigger plan. And you look at the the border, for example. Um, so, hmm. you have this is where I'm talking about. It doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the common sense test. Where you have, you know, these issues that are brought up, and um, at the border today, we're allowing fentanyl to come across our border and kill 300 Americans, you know, every day. So it's it's much larger in my opinion, than just one particular yeah. issue. Yeah. It's coming at us from all different angles, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very deliberate. And yeah. it's, it's not just about taking down America. It's about taking down the Western civilization because mm-hmm. those are the countries that can actually fight back against this globalist uh, well, cabal. And when you look at the history of eugenics, I mean, back in the, the early part of the 20th century, um, it was taught in schools. It was preached from the pulpits. Um, they were There were... Um, at the World's Fair, they would have exhibitions, you know, promoting eugenics. And then, and so famous people, I mean, if I gave a list, people would be a little bit shocked at who actually believed that. Yeah. And then we come up and uh, hit, hit the Holocaust, and all of a sudden what these people believe is there right in front of their eyes, the end game of what they believe. And I think it cooled the issue tremendously when people saw this living example of, of mass death People don't remember these things. And so now we have, in the name of a new world order and being able to control the population, as Revelation talks about, now we have eugenics coming back again. And I wonder about some of this, uh, these matters of conscience. Here's another one. You know, people, do they have seared consciences these days? I just can't. Well, 
five, five or six states in this country have legalized yes. euthanasia. And we need to make, we need to connect a dot here and bring up Vera Sharav because if you go back to the 19 teens and 1920s, we've got to mention Margaret Sanger. Right. And her connection to Nazi Germany. She had a guy named Ernst Rudin write for her birth control review which was, I think, the early 1920s. He was one of Hitler's top sterilization guys or eugenics guy. And here there's a connection there. And what Sanger was doing in America inspired them, which came out in the Nuremberg trials. Mm -hmm. So let's connect the dot, Jeff Wagner. By the way, we're speaking with Jeff Wagner. He produced uh, Breaking the Oath, phenomenal documentary. If you just joined us, go to AmericaFirstProductions.com. First is 1ST. Vera Sharav talked a little bit about this. And people don't want to... People want to look down their noses at Hitler and the, the Nazis, but not in America. Well, every time that you bring up Hitler, people kind of roll their eyes because it's common on both sides of the aisle. But it is the best example as from, from a behavioral standpoint to point to. The only differences are that the scapegoats are different. The technology is different. Mm-hmm. The, the ability to, to divide people based on class, race, uh, wealth, you know, it's it's mm. it's an approach that we're seeing and have been seeing, and that's what uh, that's what the BLM and Antifa riots were all about as well. You know, I mean, Barack Obama, in my opinion, had just an awesome opportunity to to really bring the races together, and instead we had Ferguson and we had him calling the police, you know, stupid, and we it, instead he, he was very divisive, yeah. yeah. On purpose. Yeah, on purpose, yeah. yes. and um, Still doing it. Yeah, he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah. but, although Russia has now banned him from coming to their country. I don't know if he'd ever want to go there, but I just <laughs> kind of chuckle at that. But. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the, the connections are there in that sense that, you know, they're, they are obviously working us against each other. And if there was ever a time for, and I sometimes I don't like this word, but if there's ever a time for unity, it's it's now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can continue. That means three minutes left. Um, so Vera Sharav shared her story, the, the very sobering testimony of her, you know, her and her parents are going through the Holocaust, and she's trying to wake up Americans. Mm-hmm. She lives in New York, and uh, we've had her on the podcast. Uh, share what, is, what was it like talking with her? Because you went to interview her, and you were there and filmed her. So she's she is actually just amazing, and I've always had you know a reverence for. Holocaust survivors, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, as was demonstrated in our our webinar and our Q and A session, a lot of people um, really look at at people who have experienced those types of things for wisdom, and she certainly has it, and she uh, just is an amazing person. So I was happy to work with her, and I'd love to work with her again. Mary, any other questions about the documentary? Because when we come, we've got three minutes left, and we're going to, you know, switch topics and uh, talk about some other things when we come back. What are, final thoughts on things you took away from breaking the oath? You know, I think um, well, Vera Sharav was amazing, and and uh, George Bernard Shaw, his comments. He mentions about eugenics. Yes, he he, he said, you know, I think we should have we live in a world where every ten years or so people should have to go before a governing board, and the board will decide if you are a contributing member of society. Useful, yeah, useful member yep. of society, not just a useless eater, as Mr. Harari says. Yeah, you've all know, you know Harari, taking up really. oxygen and giving out carbon, which of course is the death knell of the planet. I mean. <laughs> But George Bernard Shaw, and it shouldn't have surprised me because he was a Fabian socialist and that sort yep, of thing. But yep. but just listening to him say it, having him say these things, it's chilling. 
I think if people, if they're on the fence at all about whether what you're saying and what the work you've done here is true or not, watch the documentary because it, it hits you like a, an ice bucket. It really, really does. Again, you can watch it on Rumble, and uh, it's called Breaking the Oath, or you can go to the Patriot Review, his uh, podcast, Jeff's podcast. It's at redbloodpatriots.com. And, uh, of course, America First productions.com america one st we were plugging it uh leading up to sunday for local people to get over to the cinema and uh, we had a packed crowd packed house we did it was it was just great it was great to see was it robert that uh, was in the film um we've only got a minute but robert pazer who's uh who's in a wheelchair and he's handicapped and he's amazing and he has words of wisdom Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's one thing that is a theme throughout this documentary as well is that you know you look at people that have disabilities or mental illness or whatever and one side says you know well they're useless eaters and the other, the other side says really have you ever spent any time with them they're yes. amazing people yes I, I prefer to be on that side well, and this mm-hmm. all comes back to the assault on the image of god every human life preborn to the hospice patient is has value is unique and God loves them. We are created in the image of God, every human being. I didn't say everyone is a child of God because many have rejected him and rejected the truth and Jesus, but every human being is made in his image. And that oftentimes is what's being attacked. And so now the population control battle, we've heard a lot about it. People thought maybe, maybe even five, ten years ago, they had thought that's a conspiracy theory, Jeff. People could not possibly want to limit the population and then do something actually about it but when we come back we're switching topics we're going to ask you about your upcoming documentaries also the digital currency social scores we'll talk about the new world order and the who the who when we come back with jeff wagner on stand up for the truth our social media pages are shadow banned Thanks for your prayers and sharing our posts at StandUpForTheTruth.com. We are with Jeff Wagner. You can find out more about him at RedBloodedPatriots.com. You can watch the Breaking the Oath documentary on Rumble. And, of course, you can go to AmericaFirstProductions.com. What else do you have in the works, Jeff? So a couple different things. I have a a docu-series project that's going to have six episodes to it, and it is called... High treason, you decide. And the first, Ooh. the first, uh, the first installment will be the history of treason in the United States, and then we'll go into the more popular topics of the past two years, from January sixth to the election to COVID. Talk about <clears throat> the attacks on the Constitution. All, all throughout is the theme. We're asking the viewer the question in your mind. Given the definition of treason, have these key players been guilty of treason? So the difficulty with that documentary so far is that things are changing so fast that it's really hard to produce something that mm. is still relevant. Because wow. so, so that's one in the works. The other one is called Children of Tyranny, the War on Parents' Rights. And that is going to be Excellent. exactly what it, what it says it is. Yes. So those are my two main projects. And, of course, with the Patriot Review, you know, I have my, my weekly show, and I've been kicking around the idea of actually going every weekday. But uh, but I think with the documentaries, that may at least delay that. Yeah, uh, my goodness. So yeah. the one about parents' rights, mm-hmm. you obviously can talk about government education. Mm-hmm. Um, are you interviewing people, doing things like that? 
Yes, we'll have uh, we'll have both parents who have experienced the the issues firsthand, and we'll have doctors talking about the medical issues, uh, especially like the, the transgender, the transgender, and the and the the forced you know vaccinations and the behind right. the parents' backs education and uh, you know gene therapy and all those kinds of things that's going um, on. Alex Newman, get a, if, yep. if, if you haven't interviewed him yet, I highly recommend well, Alex that'll, Newman. That'll be real timely, you know, because you <clears> talked <throat> about the normalcy bias before, and I think, well, my you know, my grandparents sent their kids to the government schools, and, you know, my parents sent us to the government. It's a frog-in-a-pot syndrome, too, because you, you don't expect. You want that normalcy. You think things have gone on the way they have, and uh, all of a sudden you're a frog in the pot, the water's boiling, and you have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes, and I think... This is the war on the kids. It's the war on the yes, family. It, yes. it encompasses all those things. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, let's be let's be honest. I mean, the 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 change of of people in America and the dynamics in America. I, I tell people on my show, you know, when I was a kid, we took a field trip to McDonald's because it was new and so cool, and the concept was amazing. <laughs> you know, and what's happened to our society? You know, it's become an instant gratification society. It's become a narcissistic society. Mm-hmm. It's become uh, I'm going to focus my own little world, and there's a lot of parents out there that you know let their kids be slaves to their devices, and they're not as involved. So I, I think that's part of the issue too, is that you know parenting has gotten much more much more challenging in that sense, and unless you're really watching, um, you know, and we're seeing it, people are shocked by what they're finding out and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read a quote um, by Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, cardiologist, and um, I know you've probably heard, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably watched interviews with him or podcasts, but there's a book called Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. It's by Edward Dowd, forward by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hand it over to Mayor to talk about the flu vaccine. So Dr. Peter McCullough said, the first perspective course study with Pfizer vaccine ages 13 to 18, found that a large function, nearly half, were asymptomatic of myocarditis. That means a substantial number of young people, in fact, are sustaining heart damage and they don't know it. Their parents don't know it. And the first manifestation of heart damage can be cardiac arrest. This can happen on the playing field with exertion. It can also happen during sleep as well as the development of heart failure later on. And we've seen many. I've never seen this amount of videos and testimonies of families of a young athlete or a high school or a college person dying suddenly, died suddenly, right? And no one's really, not enough people are exposing this. But now they're going to use this vaccine, and they're going to try to make it into families and schools and healthcare in another way. And Mary has a topic, and then we're going to get Jeff's response to this. Okay, this is from um, Jeff Childers. He has a tremendous blog called Coffee and COVID, and he uh, he talks about something that took place uh, earlier this month. He says, the National Institutes of Health sur- issued a cheerful press release titled Clinical Trial of mRNA Universal Influenza Vaccine Candidate Begins. The sub-lead stated, trial will test the experimental vaccine for safety and its ability to induce an immune response. And Jeff says, wait a second. 
Right there's your first problem. Ability to induce an immune response is not the same as preventing disease or even reducing severity of disease. Mm. Injecting topsoil or lemonade mix will induce an immune response, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it protects anyone from taking a dirt nap or catching scurvy. He says the NIH's proud press release described the Quote, quote, clinical trial of an experimental yes. MNR, mRNA universal vaccine, uh, influenza vaccine, developed not by Big Pharma, but by the government itself. In fact, the un- new universal vaccine was developed by Fauci's old team, the boys over at the NIAID, the crack uh-huh. team who seemed to be involved with the DOD's bioweapons <laughs> development, purely for defensive reasons, uh, not that it has, ed- it has anything to do whatsoever with the new flu vaccine, so don't be a silly goose, he says. Um, and they, So they want to enroll up to 50 healthy volunteers, age 18 to 49. He says, I have questions for these volunteers. I'd like to understand the thought process that leads someone to agree to have an experimental hmm. quadrivalent mRNA vaccine injected into them in wow. exchange for a small cup of watery orange juice and a stale donut. He said the government is developing this. Is there an influenza emergency? I don't see that. Um, why is the government in the pharmaceutical business and vice versa? So, Jeff Wagner, your response to what they're doing and what I think we see coming, um, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's if you think about chilling. those who want to do evil, it's chilling. finding new ways and new avenues to implement their evil. Yeah, and let's be honest again, you know, the mRNA, so-called vaccine, is not a vaccine. Right. It's a gene modifier. Mm-hmm. And calling them a vaccine is part of the game. You got you got a nice word that everybody associates a definition with that is the incorrect word. And and yeah. there and there there's talk about you know mRNA uh, in in used in other uh, ways, even in the food right manufacturing right. You know, so it's. Um, Again, it's chilling, and it's just another thing that why now, if you're reading the, the the news and you're coming up with all kinds of articles that say, hey, you know, people are dying early, uh, myocarditis is up 40%, cancer's up, brain tumors are up, um, all these things are coming out in articles way after the fact, uh, mm-hmm. why then mm-hmm. would you announce that you're going to put this crap in more Vaccines and more and more and uh, in food. In food, I mean, it just doesn't pass the smell test again. So, I mean, evil once again is real, and and people need to wake up to that. How do they get away with it? Is it mm-hmm. just this? The, I mean, I, am I being over, overly simplistic to say that there's not enough people paying attention, and maybe too many people jumped on the okay, this is a good thing when the COVID vaccine was unleashed, you know, when it was rolled out. Too many people said, okay, they got into the camp, maybe the media or whatever, the fear for whatever reason said, okay, they're, they're decided this is a good thing. And once you get sucked into yeah. something, it's hard to change people's minds. Right. What do you think? Well, I think that's a very interesting question. I, my, my personal experience, and probably the listeners out there can relate to this, is that in, in your own family, for example, I've had – um, it, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a conundrum because on one hand, you, you believe this and you want to warn people and your family and, uh, yeah. but then some of my family would look at me and literally say, well, I don't want to know about that. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to have to have that burden, you know, I, wow. I don't, so they, they shut you down and they just decide not to hear anything because it, it's unbelievable to them. I think that's what I've experienced. Mm. And, 
They can't. I have, they can't believe that human beings would do such yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I and think we keep circling back to that, they, but they there's a lot to that. can't comprehend that. Well, there's a liability thing here, too. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies are, of course, they're not liable for anything, but the government is even less liable. Ah, but they are. That's, see, that's a lie. That's, that's a lie that, you know, they, they, can, they think they can pr- protect themselves behind, you know, these executive orders and these, um, these the comment that, hey, you know, you're not going to be liable because it's emergency. Mm-hmm. It's an emergency uh, situation mm-hmm. and, and this and that. But, um, we again, parallels to history. We saw that once before, didn't we? How did the excuse, well, I was just following orders work in Nuremberg. The Nuremberg Code needs to be invoked, and we need yeah. to mm-hmm. we need to hold these people accountable and, and punish them for what they have done to all of humanity mm-hmm. across the globe. Yes. And I would just like to point out too here. This is a good spot for this. That um, you, this is the single biggest threat that humanity has ever faced. This is worldwide, mm-hmm. and it's worldwide not through the bullet, yes, but through the needle and and other ways. Yes. And I so, love the way you put that. So it's uh, it's it's really really serious, folks. It's time, it's time to to count your blessings. It's time to say, hey, this is what I'm good at. These are my skills and abilities, and use those skill skills and abilities to fight back against this. Okay, one more point mm-hmm. before we go to the next topic: the World Health Organization, and that would be following orders. Let's talk about the church. Let's talk about Christians, because over in Germany, we tend to. Uh, emulate Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I love that man. I, I mean, what he did, what he stood for, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. He was a part of one, about one-third of German pastors that actually were against. Some of them were involved in assassination plans or attempts of Hitler. But that leaves two-thirds of the church leaders and pastors that were saying Heil Hitler and they were going along with it. In America, how many pastors and church leaders with big congregations, many of them are actually speaking up about any of this. Jeff Wagner, uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm qualified to, to say, but you know, part of the part what of you the, heard part of the part of the parallel is that you know it was also the Catholic Church who secretly got a lot of the Nazis to Argentina after the war. Mm. Um, so there's there's plenty of of history to show that even within the church, there is there is evil and. People, the left likes to attack Christians, and, and I keep reminding them that anybody who does this or that is not a Christian. You can call them a Christian, yeah. but they're not. So the church, in my my opinion, and this issue, has been has neglected their duties. Uh, they don't speak truth. They either avoid it or they they join the they parrot the propaganda. Yeah. So it's a challenge for yes. pastors, uh, you know, that uh, they need to decide that they're going to risk their job, per se, and risk, I think a lot of it is that the congregations have shrunk, and they're afraid that if they take a really strong stand in any direction, they're going to lose, lose some the congregation. Tides, some donors. Yeah. yeah, and that's unfortunate because, you know, in the, 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 the formation of this country – if it wasn't for the pastors, the revolution probably wouldn't have even happened. That's right, the black-robed regiment. And yes, I, absolutely. Now, we're not saying it's easy. I, I was an associate pastor for a while. It's a hard job. Um, and then when you have to speak about things you never thought you would have to address or speak about, but isn't part of the pastor's role to be a watchman on the wall and equip the saints and to warn 
about what's going on. So anyway, we, we can move on, but I found that to be fascinating because remember what they told, the government told us in 2020, the church is not essential. But Planned Parenthood was essential. Yeah. Home Depot was essential. And, you know, gas stations, grocery stores, of course. But <laughs> churches. So, and Common sense smell test. Just, uh, oh, just, my goodness. But to see the number of churches that shut down and, and yeah. frankly, some of them never reopened, sadly. It was But sad. that was eye-opening that we just went along. Um, now, I'm not just, now, most churches did for at least a few weeks. Some never shut down. Kudos to them. But right. some said, okay, this is a new thing. Let's. Let's see what's going on here. And then they, after two weeks, they thought, okay, the numbers and the, the fear-mongering in the media, this doesn't add up. We're going to have service again next Sunday. And then some gradually started opening up again. But the majority just yeah. said, okay, whatever the government says, yeah. Christians, you're non-essential. Well, a lot of hearts were revealed because if the church, what is the church there for then? If you're going to run with your tail between your legs when the government says boo, I think a lot of churches realized, or I, I saw a lot of churches not really understanding even what they exist for. Mm. And a lot of them have left off teaching the Bible, and they don't teach the gospel. So what are they doing when they meet? What exactly are they doing? I think I think it was real eye-opening for people in the church to see what churches well, believe their mission statement is. Yeah, sorry to walk on you there. No. The, 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 th- the thing that floors me, and I'm not, you know, not going to judge anybody here, but I am going to bring this up because... It's, disturb- it's disturbing to me. I, I drive down my street and I run into a T intersection, and the church that's on the other side of the street is, is, is had the pride flag up on their on their. Well, they're welcoming, pole. Jeff. I know, and that's what it's all about, right? They want to be all, all inclusive and and this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, the church is politicized. I mean, that's not their function. I mean, they're they're you know, social great. justice is not part of the Bible. <laughs> great. I mean, welcome everybody. That's awesome, yeah. right? I mean, that's a that's that's fine. But but stop making you know the the uh, the whole um, virtue signaling oh, side yeah. of it is oh, just oh, getting yeah. is just getting tiring. Oh boy! And I think a lot of Americans probably believe that. Yeah, we saw a lot of that. Okay, quick uh, segue here, talking about. May being the uh, Exit the Who month. We've been talking about this a few times on the podcast because we're now officially in the end of May. Um, Exit the Who is a hashtag. What is the Who World Health Organization? May is the month. And uh, we've got to make it known to Congress. And there's a website called SovereigntyCoalition.org. And here's an article I wanted to ask you about, Jeff Wagner. Is WHO a front organization for the takeover of U.S. government? There are some in our audience, maybe just tuning in or maybe haven't heard about this, don't understand how America can be affiliated with the WHO, the globalists there, and is this a real threat? What do you think? I think it is. I think the the World Health Organization this week, they're meeting to talk about taking all of the uh, sovereignty, the power of, of the countries that are part of this, Away from them and them making all of the shot, calling all the shots in situations that are either, uh, detrimental to climate, which, I mean, they oh, can, you can put they anything, anything into that. In. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or situations of, of pandemics. And we, we know that, you know, those of us that are, that are in, in tune with what's really happening know that there's another pandemic coming around the corner and it'll be used again. To steal further yep. freedoms away, emergency and, orders, right? right Executive right. orders. So the World Health Organization, you know, the the treaty that the so-called treaty that really hasn't even 
been adopted by Congress, which is what it's supposed to be, um, the president has c committed to, and basically what he said is, I'm giving over the sovereignty of the United States to an organization that's in Switzerland. And, uh, so Joe Biden already signed off where he's okay with this. That's what ab you're saying. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, it, again, I mean, that's so anti-American. I mean, we, we, we used to pride ourselves on making our own decisions and, and the people having a voice. And it's just gotten more and more uh, frustrating to people. And I think uh, we could go into the whole political reasons for that. And, and you know, for example, the, the senators that are sitting in Washington, D.C. at one time were appointed by the state. And that tie was broken with an amendment to the Constitution, and so they're not uh, they're not held accountable mm -hmm. as easily. Right, so, and a lot of these uh, treaties, international treaties, whether it's climate related or whatever, if they take an existing treaty and they simply amend it, and a country has already signed on to that treaty, in some cases, I don't know if this is the case here, the the various governments don't even have to ratify it or say you know or revisit it. So there are end runs around, and I'm looking here at the AP, uh, of course, the AP, the bastion of of truth in, right. in reporting. Fair, balanced say, reporting. People are, well, this is what it's going to do, and they say, oh, no, 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 you know, there's discussions, and, and we'll probably sign on, but it will not take away anyone's sovereignty. So that's according to the Associated yeah, Progressives. They, yes, yeah. The they, AP. They, right. they have fact-checked it. Everyone can sleep well tonight. The AP has fact-checked <laughs> this treaty. Well, wait a minute. We and haven't run it by the ladies on The View yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's the last so, uh, you know, line of defense, <laughs> right? So, Jeff Wagner, I've got a quote from Reggie Littlejohn. She was actually going to be on uh, with us today, but she's down in Nash Vegas at NRB, and we'll try to get her rescheduled. You're going to interview her, or have you already? I'm working on getting her through, um, okay. through through one of the agencies yep. that does that. So, so she said, referring to this um, government, uh, this takeover, and this treaty. If these amendments, and if this pandemic treaty are passed, then that would basically be the end of our national sovereignty. And so, of course, she's the co-founder of the Sovereignty Coalition founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers and co-chair of Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. So um, there are a lot of people trying to warn about this. This happens to be over at childrenshealthdefense.org in a website. Um, so the, another interesting uh, quote from this article, this is being backed by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, of course, Bill Gates, the Chinese Communist Dictatorship, Big Pharma, and the Bioware or Bio Biowarfare industry. We haven't talked much about that, but I'm sure you have on your podcast. I have. I have a few Five times. more minutes. I have a few times. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are at the beginning of the show, we talked about the, the spider web and, and the fact that you know, while there's one objective, which is global governance, there are many fronts to the war, and mm. COVID being one of them and, and the – the whole World Health Organization being part of it, the training that people go through, supposed leaders of the free world go through at the World Economic Forum and those things. But if if the listener, if you're a listener out there and you think, well, you know, this is a lot of conspiracy theory stuff, the only difference between a conspiracy theory and fact is about two months. So That's good. If you think about <laughs> if you think about how how we were being treated as crazy loons when we started talking about the vaccine not being safe, uh, <laughs> and now we have 
if if you want to see a documentary that really does a good job on the died suddenly issue, it it, it is called died suddenly. Died suddenly. Yeah. It's just I think it's a Stu Peters production. It's one of the most disturbing I've seen. <clears throat> it is yeah. amazing. Uh, so if that's that's a documentary to watch. There's also a website that really deals with a lot of this stuff as well that's called stopworldcontrol.com. And mm. that, that website is okay. fantastic, has a lot of good documentaries on it as well. So to, to answer your question, yeah, I, you know, I do believe that, uh, what Reggie Littlejohn is saying is absolutely true. And you can see that the propaganda arm, uh, is already at work with the AP article. Um, one one fun fact for people to go back to tying links to Germany, uh, Nazi Germany, is that it was uh, President Wilson who started segregation and started uh, a whole propaganda campaign around his his uh, his uh, uh, conference of nations and and mm. and and also in, into issues that are more. Uh, social economic issues in the United States. So the propaganda, Joseph Goebbels, the propaganda lord of the Nazis, actually referenced learning from the Wilson administration. You were talking earlier about how America sometimes, a lot of times, (laughs) is the source of some of these things that we yeah. see in, in world history at some of our darkest times. So we, yeah, I love America. Don't get me so, wrong, but me I, too. But yes. I mean, the, the the facts that are lined up that show what this whole plot is really about are are unfolding right before our eyes. And you know the difference between um, conspiracy theory and fact really is just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And and as you said, you can read it in you can watch videos in their own words. The globalists, right, right, the right. Klaus Schwabs, the others. That I mean, look at some of the things that Fauci has said in the past. It, it's 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 makes your head spin that we gave him that that much power and clout and people listen to him as if he, anyway I could go on for another podcast. Um, well, Jeff, we're going to direct people to America One St Productions, AmericaFirstProductions.com to watch Breaking the Oath. Powerful uh, documentary. We um, hope in Jesus' name it gets out there to wake up more people and inform more people. That's what we're here for. We're not trying to. To push conspiracies, because as you said, everything we're talking about is either true or has come true. And we're just trying to warn and say, look ahead, because why? Because the heart of mankind is evil and without cure. Jesus is the only answer. Jesus is the only hope. He is the only cure for any and every disease, particularly the disease of sin. So we've got to recognize America was blessed by God, favored by God. He shed his grace on thee. And yet we have a lot of problems that we've been overlooking for a long time. It's the heart of man. There are a lot of good people here and a lot of good people doing some great things in this country. But we can't, we've got to stop being naive. Did I kind of sum that up right? I think that's perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff Wagner. You can go see more information or hear more information on Jeff at redbloodedpatriots.com. Well, Mary and I are going to talk to Pastor Steve Smotherman, (laughs) Liberty, uh, not Liberty, uh, Legacy Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico, blue state, very blue city, and he's been fighting there for decades, and he never holds back. Mayor, that's going to be your first interview with Pastor Steve. Looking forward to it. Oh, man, it's going to be a treat. He's a truth teller, truth proclaimer. And uh, Monday, Memorial Day, have an awesome day. We're taking that day off. Alex Newman, the troublemaker from the Newman Report and Liberty Sentinel and the New American Magazine, he'll be on with us 
Tuesday, which is the 30th and the rest. We'll see what happens. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.